We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Number three, Jones, Mego with Arcan. You can dial us up, 617-779-7937. Uh, don't forget, you can stream the show or listen on demand anytime by downloading the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Save W-E-E-I as a favorite and listen wherever you go. I mentioned I didn't want to get way into the Brady legacy thing. Because, again, I, I've heard a lot of this today, too. And not to you know, poo-poo what anybody else is doing, but it's like, oh, should they retire his number? Yeah, they, they, should absol- they should absolutely retire Tom Brady's number. How are we debating that? Should you build him a statue? Yeah, uh-huh. They should build Tom Brady a statue. I would, I would make the 12th day of every month Tom Brady Day. That's what I would do. <laughs> 12th day of every month. Yeah, no work, no school. Which would be a... Re- if, hopefully Brady doesn't live in the state of Massachusetts hey, for on. that. But hopefully he doesn't live in the state of Massachusetts for that because that's a lot of kids running around First that he's got to deal with as a single father. quick tangent. Yes. Like, I, I grew up in Maryland outside Washington, D.C., Massachusetts and New England as a whole have way more holidays and time oh. off for their kids than I ever had. Oh, well, it's sure. wild. I, I don't, you I, get like a ski break. Yeah, Bunker Hill Day is no longer a, 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 what is a that? state holiday. I was going to say, you guys should come, you come to Charlestown. winter come to, break and then come you to have Charlestown like on Bunker spring, Hill Day. You don't have spring break. You have, what is it called? It's like the middle break. It's like... No, there's Christmas break. I don't know if you can call they're it. They're off in February, and then the yes, kids are February off again break. in April. Oh, that's not a thing. What elsewhere? is February break? No, that no, a, we don't get February break that was in a Maryland. Thing in, that was a thing in Vermont. We've been back from school from Christmas for six weeks. It's, I'm tired. Exactly. I need siesta. I don't understand. Is it so that you can go skiing? Like, I'm completely serious. I did not know that this happened anywhere. This doesn't happen. In I think the rest that's of when. I think that Arcan, you could speak to this. This is when kids go to Disneyland. I think right, Disney World rather. That's, Tends that's, to be. Yes. Yeah, that's when. I I feel like you either go to people here go to Florida or yeah. you go to Florida. Yeah, yeah, I think that's pretty standard. And then the rest of us sit around and keep working and have to figure out what they're going to do with their kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I'm, uh, I, I'll be here for that for sure. Maybe we can call that. It's Tom, bizarre. Tom Brady February vacation. The Boston schools go. get evacuation day also. Yes. I don't know. I, because I, I never got that out that, in the burbs. There's that's at thing, least yes? there's at least seven more holidays. That exist in Massachusetts for schools that don't exist in the rest of the country. I, I just, One of the OG states. Already, I mean, yeah, Ar- Arcan can, can vouch for this. Already, I've invited this show to more things than I've ever invited coworkers to uh, in the history of any show I've worked on. I've already invited the whole show to Bunker Hill Day. So we, uh, we can, you can drink it all in. You can Hold drink on, it. You didn't invite me to that. I, just, I literally just did. I said the oh. whole show can come over on Bunker Hill Day. Right, well, you Which doesn't to... exist anymore. Well, it's not, it's not a day <laughs> off anymore, I don't think. But, you know, we'll, we'll observe it. You guys can come to Southie for a... St. Patrick's Day. St. Patty's Day Parade. There we what go. happens on Bunker Hill Day? Do the Redcoats march out and everything? Is that what they do? Or? I think they, they reenact it. There's, you know, a bunch of a bunch of floats drive by and they throw candy at the, the kids. The holiday commemorates nice. the evacuation of British forces from the city of Boston following the siege of Boston early in the American yeah. Revolutionary okay, War. Yeah, good, what happened during one. February in colonial history that you get to have the I whole thing? I don't think that's a Massachusetts. That's like a, I think that's, I've had that my whole life. I was in Vermont. Yeah, that was the thing. That wasn't a Massachusetts England. thing. Yeah. <laughs> The British are skiing. The British are skiing. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I don't know. It's Ready the lifts. I don't know what that is. So anyway, there's Prepare a lot. Prepare the T-bar. There's a lot of <laughs> debating. Yeah, the T-bar. I, uh, I, Magic carpet. I was good on the T-bar until I switched to snowboarding, and then I, I had trouble with the uh, with the T-bar. One there. time the T-bar hooked my jacket and pulled oh, me up in the air. Yeah, and I looked you, like a real a-hole. I'll tell you what. <laughs> flying around that thing on the, all the way back. Everybody could see me. Yeah, it really t- sucked. T- last year. <laughs> T-bagged by the T-bar. You don't want that. I hope okay. this was on a teen ski trip. Um... No, it was just I was there with my parents. It was oh. awful. So was say, were you fun. old enough to drink when this happened? <laughs> no. I was young enough to get pulled up in the air by a tea party. Well, <laughs> you know? Yeah, we've all been there. We've all been there. So there, there's, I haven't. There's been a lot of debate, though, about the Brady legacy. And I said, I think most of us agree on Brady and where he fits in. Uh, Not everybody. Not everybody. Let's just let's scratch the itch. Because I, I did enjoy seeing Mike and the Mad Dog back together today. It's a shame they got overshadowed by this Brady news. But I did enjoy seeing them back together on uh, on first take, I think it was. So let's hear uh, Mike Francesa where he has Brady and his legacy lined up. I'm going to throw a little, you know, oil on the uh, ceremony. Oil, it's not okay. expression. He's not the best regular season quarterback I've ever seen. Ooh. Peyton Manning was. What? He's not the best Super Bowl quarterback who ever lived. Joe Montana is. Eh. What he is, though, mm. is the guy who played the longest and he won the most games, he won the most Super Bowls, so he will be remembered because nobody's going to play 23 years, and nobody's probably ever going to have a chance to win that many Super Bowls. It's almost impossible to do. He was in the right place with the right coach, and he was that competitive. But let me say this. In the Super Bowl, just take the Super Bowl performances, nobody ever has competed on the level Joe Montana competed on, not even close. And in the regular season... I watch every game in the regular season. The best down-to-down, Sunday-to-Sunday quarterback I've ever seen regular season was Peyton Manning. Okay. I mean, I, I do appreciate somebody trying to pour a little water on, on Brady's legacy. like or a I little do. oil? Yeah, well, you're right. Yeah, the, the water or the oil, whatever it is. I a little, you know... Oil on the uh, ceremony. I'm just going to oil it up a little bit. <laughs> it was it was a New England reference. A whale oil is what he was doing. But uh, yeah, I I appreciate somebody throwing oil on it and sullying the uh, the legacy a little it's bit, dangerous. as it were. I just I I don't know that Peyton Manning would be the one I would use. And and people around here act like Manning was a bum. Like Manning is probably a top, certainly a top five quarterback of all time. As I said earlier, I'd probably have him third over Elway in in his career after Brady and after Montana. Did Brady have a – who cares about the regular season thing, I guess, on Manning? On Montana, wasn't Brady better in Super Bowls than Montana? Well, He made more. He wasn't Francesa, perfect, but he made more. Yeah, Montana he, never lost in the Super Bowl, though. Yeah, right. and he goes into the quarterback rating. Montana's Super Bowl quarterback I, rating I average but, is like 127. But if Montana made 10, he probably would have lost one. That's that's a very right. good point. I, mean, I totally Brady made agree. He made four and he never lost. That's not a small enough sample size that you just disregarded. Brady made more twice, uh, more than twice as many as Montana made, and mm. he won it different. He won with different teams. He's also won more playoff games than Montana's played in. Yeah, so, so I mean, like you know, is he the best playoff quarterback of all time as opposed to Super I just, Bowl? Like, why are, who breaks it down like that? It's just he's, he's the greatest. Not the best Super Bowl quarterback who ever lived. Joe Montana is no, no Montana. He is the greatest Super Bowl quarterback. Again, I, I like what he's trying to do. I, uh, look, don't knock the hustle. I love this. this. I try to do this all the time. Let me come up with something different than somebody else. Yeah, I've had a lot of time to think about this dog. This one, he he has been, uh, it looks like, uh, workshopping that for a long time. But uh, I just, I, I can't go there. I, I, I appreciate him trying to knock down Brady a peg, but I just, I don't think it quite Did you it. like him dropping the, I watch every game during the regular yeah, season? Yeah, there's no <laughs> chance. Did you think he didn't watch every game? I don't. I watch all the games. 
I just think that I watch every game. The, the Peyton Manning example, it's like, oh, yeah, it was so great in the regular season. You know who the worst uh, postseason quarterback of all time is? I think it is Peyton Manning, uh, who went 14-13 in 27 games. Yeah, so. I, but we're just going to omit yeah, that yeah, when we're talking about Tom Brady. I don't watch those games. Yeah. Uh, uh, I only watch regular season. I don't watch I the playoffs. I was skiing on evacuation look, day that day. Uh, look, I mean, Manning, Manning, again, not to state the obvious, was not horrible in the postseason, but he underachieved in the postseason. Playoffs there's are no, for the no casuals. There's no doubt about that. But, uh, Manning, I watch every game in the regular season. I... I I watch Red Zone, and then by the time Sunday Night Football rolls around, I usually have it shut off. And I'm not typically watching Monday Night Football. Well, so when I, I watch Red Zone, I'm not technically I'm games. watching every game. That is you true. Think about it, right? that is, that's true. I'm not watching them all start to finish, but I am watching all the games. Maybe he's watching Red Zone all day, and then he yeah. pops on the Sunday Night game. And then technically he's, uh, he's telling the truth there, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, so I just I want to pay off the tease, because I mentioned uh, the news from Albert Breer. And Arkan, you dropped this in, that the Chicago Bears are going to attempt to trade the number one overall pick. Because they have a franchise quarterback in Justin Fields. And whether or not that's the right move, whether they should draft another quarterback or whether they should pick number one and surround Justin Fields uh, with more help on offense or on defense, whatever. If the Patriots were drafting number one overall, and this is just a complete hypothetical, but it's just it's a way to look at Fields versus Mac Jones. And the draft is coming up. Would the Patriots be this confident in Mac Jones. Would they be this confident in Mac Jones to say, we are going to build around him. We're so confident we could uh, trade the pick. We could go elsewhere because we don't need a quarterback at number one, which is why the Bears are looking at it. Somebody else is going to trade up and take a quarterback number one. We don't need a quarterback, so we can move. Would the Patriots be that confident in Mac Jones? Do the Patriots have to take a quarterback with the number one pick nope. in this hypothetical? No, you don't have to. And look, Bill always trades down, so maybe the answer is <laughs> yes, Bill would trade down. But I just think that speaks to how the Bears have a high belief in Justin Fields. And if I were the Patriots, I wouldn't have that in Mac. No, if anything, it would have to be something, even if you have, if they still have belief in Mac, which I think they do, that Mac can still work for them. They're still going to look to supplement him with something that's very elite, you know, whether that hopefully wouldn't be somebody on the offensive line again. But we talked endlessly yesterday about the need for a wide receiver. So if there was somebody there that they really liked that they could get with the number one pick. Yeah, I don't I don't know that. that and I, look, I'm not that familiar with the draft. Yet, I, but I, I don't want to start down like, the well, I can tell you this. Draft the main quarterback is Bryce Young. And after that's the kid from Ohio State. So it's one of those two is who you're going to be getting with that first well, overall that, pick if you go quarterback. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. like the Bears don't feel the need to Stroud, go quarterback yeah. at one. And if I were the Patriots and they were drafting one overall, and again, it's just a pure hypothetical, if they were drafting one overall, I'd say, no, 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 they should take the quarterback. They shouldn't trade the pick. They should stay there and take either Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, whoever they feel better about. And that's what I would be saying if the Patriots were drafting one. They had a shot at Fields. All they had to do was move up a couple of spots, like the Bears moved up, to take Justin Fields, and they didn't. So I do think there's, well, a tie-in not only to Mac Jones and Justin Fields, but a tie-in to where the Patriots are at at quarterback today. Tom Brady is retiring again, quote-unquote, and I still don't think you have the answer at quarterback. Uh, We've talked a lot about this. 617-779-7937. Let's go to Don in the car. Go ahead, Don. Hey, guys. How are you doing? I think you guys have the wrong premise. It's not what a coach does when he doesn't have a great quarterback. It's what he does when he does have a great quarterback. A couple questions. Oh, hang Let's on. Take Don do, we, do we agree? Do we agree with that? Let me. Do we agree with that? Let me put him on hold. Do we agree with that? Sorry, I get, had we had something. Have a produce, I think uh, it's so rare to win Mayer. without a great quarterback that it's hard to say right. otherwise. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like, of, of course, you have a great quarterback. Of course, you're going to win. Mike McCarthy stinks. He won with Aaron Rodgers. People hate Andy Reid. Although I think Reid, you should look at his career and see what he accomplished pre-Patrick Mahomes, making the playoffs every year with Alex Smith. 
I think you should give Andy Reid more credit Payton than, than people do with uh, Breeze. Yeah, exactly. So right. like, I don't know. I think you. I, I think even bum coaches can win with with all time great quarterbacks. But if we could put uh, I, I, put Don back up for me, thank you. Go ahead, Don. All right. So here's a couple of questions. Don Shula, great coach. Yeah, he is a great coach. Yes. yes, he did. Right. He didn't win with Marino. Did Dan Marino. He didn't win. He should have won with Marino. That's true. He didn't win any, right? Yeah, he won with other. I mean, he won Super Bowls, but he didn't win with oh, Marino. Yeah, let's take yeah. another great quarterback, Peyton Manning. How many years did Tony Dungy have Peyton Manning? Uh, I don't know. Who said Tony Dungy's a great coach? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Eight. Years, right? How many Super Bowls did he win? He won one. One, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think great we coach. sat here and said he's yeah, a great coach. I just I, I don't think anybody said yeah, Shula is a great coach. I don't think anybody thinks Dungy is a great coach. Uh here would be the point. Great play by play guy though. Maybe the best maybe the best ever. <laughs> uh he's an analyst. He's not a play by play guy. Whatever but he is, but, he but, sucks I, at it. but I would say uh you know, how many would Dungy have won with Brady? How many would Shula have won with Brady if you can play that game? Like that's the proper way to ask the question. I wouldn't ask it the way he's asking it. And he can disagree all he wants, but that's not how I would look at it. How about Mark in Western Mass? Go ahead, Mark. Hey, how you doing? I love your show. Oh, good. You should. It's it's very good. Yeah. Thanks so, for hearing a lot uh, of that. Yeah. I well, you guys are great. I think Tom Brady, greatest NFL player that ever lived. I hear him compared to Michael Jordan. I'm a Brady fan. I never hear. I'm 70 years old, so I've seen a lot of great athletes in the Boston market that haven't won championships. Ted Williams, Bork, one with another team. I never heard hear Bill Russell's name mentioned. There's a guy that won you don't? I do. You never hear Bill Russell's name mentioned? I hear Bill Russell's name mentioned I mean, lately it gets mentioned all the time. Like, you know, it's because he passed away recently, but you never you never hear it. Here's the thing. Bill Russell played with a lot more Hall of Famers than Tom Brady. That's that's a fact. I don't know if that matters to you or should matter to anybody, but Tom Brady had, I don't know, a couple of Hall of Famers uh, over the course of his career. Russell played most of his career surrounded by them. So, I mean, that's that's a difference. Completely yeah. different eras, completely different sports, completely different positions. I hear Bill Russell compared all the time. Yeah, I hear his name a lot. I, I'd encourage you to go back and watch some Bill Russell highlights and go, mm. like, he was dominant for his era. There's no doubt about it. Go back and watch some Bill Russell highlights, and I, I don't I don't know that they hold up all that great, personally. 617-779-7937. Bill Belichick black has, and white. has weighed in. Yeah, they don't look very good, I'll tell yeah, you. That's right. Bob Cousy's dribbling with one hand around in circles. The and, lane uh, violations, three seconds. You just camp under the basket. You know, Bill Russell, it's all it's all from two feet away. No shot clock. Not much of a not much of a uh, a face up game from Bill Russell. Yeah, uh, but he played in the hand checking era. He did. He did. Uh Bill uh, Bill Belichick, rather, not Bill Russell, has released a statement on Tom Brady. Uh, we'll get to that. And we also have Brian Scalabrini standing by. For uh, some thoughts on, well, Brady's retirement, I'd like to get his thoughts on it, and also where the Celtics are at with a big game against the Nets tonight. All of that is after trending here with Christian Arkan. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Tom Brady has retired once again. This time he says it's real. Brady made the announcement this morning on social media on the beach. Said he wouldn't change a thing about his career. That career, by the way, included six Super Bowls with the Patriots, one with Tampa Bay. He ends as the NFL's leader in career passing yards with 89,214. Also career leader in touchdown passes at 649. NFL Network is reporting the Dolphins quarterback Tua Tagovailoa has cleared concussion protocol. He was named first alternate to the Pro Bowl games, but he's not going to attend that despite clearing said protocol. Eagles offensive lineman Josh Sills was indicted in pleas court uh, in Ohio by a grand jury on one count of rape and one count of kidnapping, both 
first-degree felonies. The indictment stems from a 2019 incident that took place in December. Sills appeared in one game for the Eagles this year. He's been summoned to appear in court on February 16th, just four days after the Super Bowl. Celtics and the Bruins both in action tonight. Celtics are at home hosting Kyrie and the Nets at TD Garden. Sees have won their last nine matchups with Brooklyn. Tip-off at 7.30 on Causeway Street. Bruins will be up in Toronto to take on the Maple Leafs. For both teams, it's their last game before the All-Star break. Linus Allmark will be in net. And in other news, Marty Walsh, current U.S. Secretary of Labor and former mayor of Boston, believed to be the top candidate for the NHLPA executive director job. I'm Christian Arcan. That's what's trending now on WEEI and WEEI.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Jones and Mega. A lot of hyperbole going on When here. things are this bad, <laughs> every alternative is so good. On WEEI. One more snap. Would you have guessed when this impossible season was trying to launch that you'd get it all in you'd get to tampa and when the super bowl ended the ball would be in the hands of tom brady i don't know why we ever think it won't it's gotten almost not realistic in anything that we've ever thought this guy just changes the mold of the way we think and continues and there's spagnola telling him I have no answers for you tonight. That's what he's saying. Right here, here's Brady saying, hey. Keep in touch, he says. Here's looking at you, kid. Yeah, that's what he said. Romo, as usual, nails it. Here's looking at you, kid. That's what they said. Here, Brady quotes Casablanca a lot. <laughs> that is Casablanca, right? That's yes? I heard someone else say yes, so I also okay, said good. yes. Thank here's God. looking at you, kid. Yeah. That's definitely how it went down. I remember Brady doing that a lot in the locker room in New England. Yeah. Of all the gym joints that Patrick Mahomes walked into, he walked (laughs) into mine. (laughs) It is true. Uh, So that was uh, the Super Bowl a few years ago. A reminder, you can listen to Super Bowl 57 on WEEI on your phone. Our Westwood One game will stream in the Boston metro area. You can download the Odyssey app, save WEEI as a favorite. And listen wherever you go. We'll get to your phone calls coming up. 617-779-7937. Adam Jones, Megan Adelini, Christian Arkham. We're going to talk to Brian Scalabrini from NBCSN. He joins us about five minutes from now. I want to get his thoughts on uh, Brady transitioning to the broadcast booth. But real quick, uh, Bill Belichick has put out a statement on Tom Brady. You guys uh, let me know what you think of this. He said, quote, Tom Brady was the ultimate winner. He entered the NFL with little to no fanfare and leaves as the most successful player in league history, Uh, which I want to circle back to that Mm -hmm. line. His relentless pursuit of excellence drove him on a daily basis. His work ethic and desire to win were both motivational and inspirational to teammates and coaches alike. Tom was a true professional who carried himself with class and integrity throughout his career. I thank Tom, which that takes a lot for Bill to do that. I thank Tom for the positive impact he had on me and on the Patriots and congratulate him on his amazing career. Your thoughts, Mego? I think those last two lines are actually quite nice. Actually quite gracious. Uh, carried himself with integrity. The positive impact he had on Bill Belichick. That's very nice. But the first 
the first part of this is a little bit of Bill patting himself on the back. It definitely is. Here's a player who came in with little to no fanfare. And I And by the him. way, I waited around until the sixth round to draft him too, just like anybody else. But I still drafted him. Yeah, I mean, it took that. Drew Bledsoe getting hurt for him to see the field. But I still put him on the field. To be fair, he did ride the hot hand and stick with Tom through that season. So give him credit for that. No, Bill, but Bill 100% is, deserves credit it, for it that. Is, it is completely at the beginning of the statement. Just a little nudge, a little slight pat on the back of nobody else saw what I saw in this guy eventually. And when I was done with him, he was the best of all time. <laughs> exactly. exactly. But, but I will say the last two lines I think are very gracious. I like no, that. And well, it, well written, well communicated. It takes Bill a lot to say thank you. Thank you to anyone and give credit to anybody else. So that is gracious of him. It is. But I, I agree with you, Mego. That, that line in there that he entered with little to no fanfare and leaves as the most successful player in league history, that is Bill patting himself on the back. Is it not, Arkand? I think it is. Um, I don't think it's a really big, showy way of doing it, but I do think there's a little bit of that there. And also, oh, it's sly. Just a, sort of a, a hat tip to their partnership, you know? I mean, it was a partnership. I think that it's okay to sort of characterize it that way when you talk about him retiring the second time. I mean, you know, like, how many times are you going to be releasing these statements for the guy? Well, that's well, the, that's the yeah. other thing, just real quick. I, I think his statement last time around had something about, like, he was the greatest quarterback ever or might have been when he moved on from New England. It's interesting that this one, to me, focuses so much on the work ethic. Like, he drove himself insanely to be the ultimate winner, not the greatest football player. Well, maybe... Not the greatest quarterback of all Maybe like Brady learned. I think he said that before, though. Maybe like Brady learned, because Brady did learn this go-round, right? Like, Brady, his Instagram... I'm not on Instagram, but, but... I saw some of the screen grabs of, like, he had pictures of him and Bill. Mm-hmm. He had pictures of, I didn't. He looked different. Snap face and panorama. <laughs> Bill did look different. Oh, I was I'm sorry, say Brady, Brady looked, looked different, different, I meant to yeah. say, in that picture with Bill. Yes, that's true. Was there a picture of him in Kraft? Yes. There yeah, was. Yeah, there was a picture of him with Jonathan and Robert okay. after one of the Good. Super Bowls. Good. In, in some of the screen grabs I saw, that was one that, that I had a question about. I assumed there was, but I just I didn't know for sure. But just like Brady learned, Bill probably learned too. And he said, well, I'm not going to go over the top in praising myself. I'm going to give uh, I'm going to give Brady some credit here. So the other thing he this a bit. means is the rules of a Belichick statement is I've already talked about this. I've already addressed it. So when you, Mike Reese, Phil Perry, Tommy Curran, ask me at the coaches' meetings or when we reconvene in I August have to talk about it, you, have you seen the statement? I'll make sure you get a copy of the statement because yeah. I am not going to talk about this anymore. That's a fair point. He's not going to be. It would uh, probably be at the at the. Um... After the combine at the draft, right? Well, That'd be no, the earliest no, availability. He, uh, Ryan's right. There's that owner's meeting breakfast thing where all the coaches right. are available. And honestly, if I were Bill, I'd rather talk about Brady than talk about how I screwed up with coaches last year or talk about, you know, how I screwed up the quarterback last year. Like, I, I, maybe Bill should rethink that approach and maybe talk a little bit more about Tom Brady. Uh, let's go to our good pal, Marissa. I think following along on Twitch. Go ahead, Marissa. Hi, how are you? Hi. Um, so, putting all of your feelings with Brady aside, because we know they're all positive. Would it, like, how sweet would it have been if he retired wearing a Patriots jersey after everything and he gave? Marissa, you're not, you're not talking about, like, a, a one-day contract. You're talking about really coming back and playing here, right? 
Um, I would take either. <laughs> okay, so the, honest, so just the, to see that jersey. The one day contract I don't really care about because that's all fake and that's just on paper right. and it would be like part it's a of photo a photo op. Yeah, it would be part of a transaction of him going into the Patriots Hall of Fame and putting on the red jacket or retiring his number or whatever. Like I don't really care about that. I'm sure the Patriots well, I'm sure the Patriots will do it. Both of you guys disagreed that Brady would do that, right? I'm skeptical. Yeah, and Arkan was too. I'm not sure he would either. I don't think things ended well here, and I don't know that he's over there yet. All right, so maybe I'm wrong about that. I feel like you know Brady doesn't have a backbone when it comes to stuff like this, and he ultimately would relinquish and and sign the one-day deal. I heard the essence of her call as... I Coming. wish that he never went to Tampa in the first place and that he would have been here the last few years. Well, that's, that's what I think. I mean, look, I, I would have wanted him to come here this offseason. Like, if Brady wanted to keep playing, I would have looked at bringing Brady in. And I've said this a million times this offseason. I was saying it, you know, during the, the, the end of the regular season. I, I think Brady would come back. And maybe I'm wrong about that. He's retiring. I think Brady would have come back. I just don't think he was ever going to play for Bill again. But I, I think he would have come back. If the Crafts wanted him to come back and they said, we're choosing you over Bill, I think Brady would have come back. I think That's conjecture, but that's what I think. Snowball's chance in hell that he would have come back to New England. I don't think it matters, the situation. I think that part of his, that chapter of his life, close the door, move forward. Like, that's the kind of guy he is. Move forward, evolve to something else. Move on to something else, unless it's retiring, in which case he says he's retired and we'll see eventually. The Patriots at one point, someone had expressed to him the idea of going back to the Patriots, to which he quickly was like, it ain't happening. Who was that someone? I would like to know. Who was that someone? Uh, 617-779-7937. I said this earlier, and I do feel this way. I just, I am disappointed in Brady retiring. And you you can do whatever you want for your personal life. I just, I am disappointed in that decision. I do think less of Brady for doing it. Because I do think he's leaving a championship on the table. Potentially. I mean, I'm not guaranteeing he would have won a title in San Francisco or could have won a title in Miami or wherever, the Raiders or something like that, wherever he wound up. But... He would have been in the mix. He would have been contending for one, and he could have won at any of those stops. If you ask me, it's Brady and Devontae Adams with the Raiders. I, I don't love Josh McDaniels as a head coach, but that's what it is, and maybe it's Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro as well. Brady could win there. Brady could definitely win with Tyreek Hill and uh, Jalen Waddell, and he could win with San Francisco. They're stacked. Like If Brady would have gone to one of those places, he could have won again, and that that's what disappoints me about Brady today. Obviously, it's his call he can call his shot whenever he wants and ride off into the sunset and be done. He's accomplished more than anybody in the history of the sport. I, I just thought, still playing at this high of a level, he wouldn't leave a chance to win another ring on the table. I didn't think that about him. But that's the crux of it to me, is playing this high of the level. Because he said before, as I, I think you just said, that he wasn't going to quit until he felt like he sucked. So he didn't want to go out there and play and suck. But... He wasn't, that's not the kind of guy he is. You know what I mean? And so it feels more like he didn't want to put in what it takes to continue playing as a great quarterback at the level of being 45 years old, which takes so much more rehab, so much more in tune with your body, your diet, everything that he's been doing for, you know, 12 plus years now, whatever. And that it feels like he just doesn't want to do that part of it anymore. Like you hear this so often. Well, some of it is his lifestyle. No, no, no but I was just going to say. I don't think he wants to do the rehab and everything but anymore. Do you, I don't think he wants to do training camp. I'm you sure believe, he doesn't want to do mini camp and You OTAs. believe him, though? So you do believe him that he's um, retiring? I believe he feels that way now. This is the other side of it, is that it does surprise me that, once again, it's so soon after the season. Because that, it's the same talk, day. It's the same day as last to, year. You talk to any athlete over 30, and they want to retire as soon as the season ends. Like, of course. They're so eager. It's been such a long road to wherever they got. 
it's again, what are we going to see two months from now? If something else shakes loose and there's another opportunity that's better suited than Tampa, a better suited team and situation that he can make work as a single dad with his family. <laughs> like I, I don't believe that he wouldn't look into that and that he wouldn't seriously consider that and that he wouldn't go to that situation. That's why it surprises me that he jumps the gun 10 days before the Super Bowl, in my opinion, and decides to announce it today. I think the one thing we're sort of looking past right now is how hard it is to orchestrate your own situation. Like, I think for Brady, he tried to do this last year, and he was still under contract, so it's not apples and oranges, but uh, or apples to apples, because... You know, he tried to set up a whole thing with Miami and a new coach and all of that, and it all blew up, and he got stuck in Tampa Bay. And I think that he fears that if he can't get the situation that he wants, he's going to get stuck in Tampa Bay on another one-year deal on a team that was 8-9 and nine last year, and now who knows what they're going to be next year. Like, I think that's a realistic concern for him and maybe a big part of why he's deciding, you know what, I'm not even going to bother because I, I don't have my next step set in stone. And if I don't have that, then I'm not going to be floating around having to sign a one-year deal back here in Tampa or worse. You yeah. listened to Jeff Darlington. He said it was Tampa or well, nothing. That's, that's right. what I was just going to bring up. I Which was I don't say, buy, by I, the way. I, I, I'm with you 100%. I don't buy it. I don't really buy the retirement. I think it was getting out of Tampa or nothing. <laughs> I think it was the exact opposite of that. I don't really buy the retirement. I just, I don't. And and would Brady look like a total fraud unretiring two years in a row? Yeah, he absolutely would. And that that might get into jeopardizing his legacy a little bit when he's fake retiring to pump up a movie or whatever he's doing. That might toy with his legacy a little bit. That might start to scratch away at things at the end, like I think it did with Brett Favre. Not that Favre had seven Super Bowl wings, uh, wins like uh, like Tom Brady did. But I'm just not convinced. I, I don't know how you could be convinced after last year. Brady did that to himself. I feel Bra- like he doesn't even know. If Brady has a problem with anybody thinking that way, it's Brady's own fault. Because Brady's the one who already unretired once. Once you do it one time, you can do it again. It's easier to do it again. So that's that's the way that I look at that personally. Like I, I just I'm not fully sold that this is where he's going to be riding off under the sunset. And part of it is the timing of that movie. Like part of it, <laughs> eighty for Brady. Well, a great promotion. It's just he's on your mind now. You got to go see him again. It's just so hard to overlook the timing of all of it. Uh, it's time now, by the way, to talk to Brian Scalabrini of NBC Sports Boston. He's brought to you by Shaw's and Star Market, bringing people together around the joys of food by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning, the name to know when your drains don't flow, and by Dr. Matthew Lapresti at Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, the hair doctor of Tom E. Curran at 1-800-GET-HAIR. And Scal joins us here on the Harbor One Hotline. Scal, I wanted to start by asking you about Tom Brady. And as somebody who's made the transition from your playing days to the broadcast booth, what advice you might have for Brady, maybe someday, eventually, making that transition? How pompous would I be to say, yo, Tom, let me sit you down for one second. Let me understand. Let me teach you how to transition. Why is that from, pompous? Well, I mean, I'm, I, that's Tom Brady's transition as the GOAT, maybe of all quarterbacks, or maybe of all football players, is going to be a little smoother than, you know, me, like, you know, carving my way in the media business. But I'm, I'm assuming the one thing I will say is you have to be authentic to who you are. I tell all people transitioning, you can't pretend or, you know, shred the truth a little bit as you go along. Now, obviously, you can make adjustments. You don't need to destroy a player every time they make a bad play, but you have to be authentic to who you are. And I'm pretty sure that Tom will probably be authentic to who he is. 
See, I'm a little, I'm a little skeptical. Tom will will make an easy transition there. The one thing he doesn't really have to worry about, unless he gets a Patriots game, he doesn't have to worry about you know following the same team week to week like you have to. Like that, that has to be a struggle, right? To be to be critical of the team that you're covering every single game, as opposed to Brady, who can kind of bounce around and and parachute around uh, here and there for different teams. I mean, not really. I think first of all, I've been really lucky from this standpoint. So the one year I went to coach the Golden State Warriors, the, the Celtics weren't very good. But as soon as I got back, like they played good basketball. Like Brad, the way they, the way that they were playing, they moved it really well. They played like what I would consider my style of basketball. The year we had expectations with Kyrie and Gordon Hayward after the Eastern Conference Finals with that kind of young team, like we were awful. And I would, and I, I don't think that any of our ownership group. I don't think anybody in the front office, I don't think that even the people working at the Celtics or even the fans thought that we were good. I didn't think we were good at all that year, and I kind of just called it the way I saw it. So I don't think that um, you know I had to be, be careful of anything like that. Now, you know, let me tell you, if I was broadcasting games for the Charlotte Hornets, I think it would be a little more difficult. Or if the Celtics go full-on rebuild and I'm not understanding the end result, it would be different. But – like, I've been really lucky to be a part of this team, and they've been really good when I was a part of it. Scal, as you reflect on your transition to being a broadcaster, how many years or seasons did you feel like it took you to lose the kind of self-consciousness of worrying about maybe not even just offending a player or people not liking you, but just realizing that the broadcast comes first and the playing days are behind you and just losing that self-consciousness? So when I, so when I first, uh, my first year, I was doing that all the time because, like I was, ne- like I could clearly see that Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce have lost a lot since you know, like when I was there in 2010, and Kevin Garnett lost a lot since 08, right? So I could see that, but there was no way I was saying that. It was like <laughs> me and my, it was my hero losing a step. Like it happens to everybody. And then, you know, Danny did a great job of making that move, like, a year early versus waiting. But I was not going to talk about, you know, like, Garnett and Pierce not separating as much as they used to or, like, any of that stuff. So so those guys move on. I go to Golden State. At that point, like, I wasn't halfway in, halfway out. I was all in on TV. I knew I didn't want to coach. After coaching the Warriors for a year, I knew I didn't want to do it anymore. Like, I just knew it. Like, it wasn't the way I wanted to live my life. They were too good. So then, no, they weren't good at the time. Like, I thought we, I thought at the coaching staff, we underachieved. Um, like, I thought Steph Curry was the greatest thing I've ever seen. And, and we were just like muddling around the sixth or seventh seat. I thought that team was off the charts. And I didn't think that as a staff, we did a really good job. But then, you know, like, I knew, I, I was the first guy to say, Steph Curry's going to win MVP. I knew he was going to do it, being around him. But anyways, at that point, I was all in on that. I didn't have – I came back to Boston. I didn't have any of the guys that I played with. Doc Rivers was gone. I didn't have any of that stuff. So it was a lot easier after that first year when Doc was here, Paul was here, the veteran guys were here. It became appreciably easier not not playing with some of the guys that I would at that point criticize, even though for the most part, 
I think I criticize like maybe 10% of the time. I, I mean, for the most part, I kind of understand what the league is and guys transitioning, trying to be better and trying to be superstar players. And you remember when the Celtics were bad, everyone was talking about trading guys. I was like, the answer is Jalen and Jason. Those guys got to be top five, top 10 players. There's no answer anywhere else besides those guys developing. That's just how we're at. We're going to be good. So, and maybe people didn't like that, but that's what I saw. And that's what eventually happened with those two. Scal, it's Arkan. The first time I met you was 20 years ago, UMass Boston for the Summer League, LeBron's rookie year. Do you remember that? Not yeah. meeting me, but do you remember being there, obviously? <laughs> you probably don't remember meeting There's me. There's no way he remembers that. But you remember being at UMass Boston. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever think yeah. LeBron James could get mugged like he did at the end of that game and not get the call? Well, I wouldn't be thinking that in 2003, but, um, you know, like, I think the, the, like the narrative of the officials don't want LeBron to get calls is so false. It's, the official was, was blocked by another player. Maybe the official was out of – you know, out of sight. Maybe he saw the hand, but didn't see LeBron's bicep, like the arm, right? So, I just I, I find it so unique that like people really think that the officials are have it out for LeBron. He's about to score forty thousand points coming up in the next you know season. He's passing Kareem in less than a hundred points. You really think he didn't get calls like like you know throughout his whole entire NBA career? Now, was I shocked that they missed that call? Yeah, I was shocked. I was shocked. I'd be shocked. Like you know. Jericho Sims fouled Robert Williams at the end of a game, and I don't hear the the yeah, that, you know you it's know that's different. You know style. that's different, Scal. Why? Why? Be- because what LeBron LeBron's different than Jericho Sims, just like Garnett would be different than you. You know that. No, I, I no, I get that, but let's not pretend like that calls at the end of games don't get missed. I'm just like I get it, like the call was missed, but we're acting like. It was the only missed call in the history of the game. I bet there were five others in the last two minutes of a game. We get a last two-minute report. Like, I get it, man. Like, I, like, and by the way, by the way, have, are you guys shocked by the way that he responded to that? Yes. I, I was shocked. Like his reaction on like, the floor, you mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That was, was hilarious. Yeah, it was a bit much, yeah. And continues not, to. Yeah, I can't. I could not believe that our generation's greatest player did that. Like, like just go down the list. You make up your own top 20 of all time. Go down the list. Yep. Michael Jordan, no way. Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Kareem, Will, Bill Russell. Just keep going. No, nobody is doing that. So I'm just, I was just shocked that LeBron, and I get it, he got fouled. I was shocked that he acted like that. All right. Go get kicked out of the game. You know, like, go up to the ref and be like, blankety-blank, blankety-blank, and get booted. Like, I could not believe it. I could not believe it. All right, well, he is Brian Scalabrini. He joins us every Wednesday at 4.30. Scal, thanks so much for taking the time. We appreciate it. See you, guys. All right, Scal joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. Can't believe you didn't remember me. As do all our guests. Yeah, that, I, I wasn't quite sure where you were going with that one either, <laughs> I, uh, I will admit. Uh, anyway, we're eating into to, to Megan's time here. We, we've set aside Arkan. We've set aside time for the woman to speak. I mean, we've set that aside. We've given her her own amount of time uh, to speak, and now we're eating into your time, Megan. Uh, so if it's okay with you, uh, I'm going to allow you to do that in Megsplaining next. Is that okay? Yeah, I mean, as long as you're granting permission, I, I, this will be my time. I'm signing off. This is Megan's time and Meg's planning next. Why don't you explain this to me like I am an eight-year-old? Do you need it broken down? 
It's so dumb. Why don't you explain this to me like I'm five? Well, lucky for you. I don't know how else to talk about it. Shut up, Meg. It's time for... Now I let you know! Meg Splaining. Meg Splaining. So for today's Meg Splaining, I opened it up to the audience on my Instagram. People were pretty good. With the responses, I asked for subject matter. It wasn't just. It wasn't creepy. Feet requests in your DMs. That's no. not all it was. Okay, good. Okay, you don't. You actually don't know about my feet. That's a topic for another day. Okay, let's save People that. People have accused my feet that's of driving long, Kevin Durant away from Boston. That's a long tease. People are going to want to hear about my that feet. One, are so natural toes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you ever see Shaq post pictures of his uh, oh, yeah. his feet? Oh yeah. It's, it's a similar, similar. situation. Okay. Uh, so I got, this is a request from Matthew. He asked, what do you think of blind dates? Oh. So this is my breakdown on blind dates in our modern society. I like blind dates in theory. I think, though, that they are a relic of the past. Last blind date I went on, and only blind date I think, was in college. My sister set it up. It was someone that she knew. That was well before Instagram or anything like that. Uh, dating there was, apps there weren't like really or the early days of dating was apps facebook and i didn't have the person's the guy's last name it was fun yes thank you that's enough it was fun <laughs> didn't go anywhere was, yeah it was, was 2004 yeah it was a summer date uh, I, I was much younger in 2004 uh but today i don't even understand how you would execute a blind date because even if you wanted to be part of that and someone set you up for that there's no way that you don't run a background check on the person And even if you're not intentional about having a brand, like wanting to be an influencer or anything like that, you have a digital footprint unless you're very intentional about not. So interesting. So you're saying you go in knowing too. it's not a blind date. You go in knowing too much about the other. I think most people would at least execute a simple Google search. And then if you did that and nothing came up, that's kind of the scariest outcome. That's equally red flag you're like even has worse, this person saying. been in an institution for right. seven years you right, know right, what's right. going on here yeah are you the guy from you i uh, yeah, also you don't want that. say i think some of the charm of the idea of the blind date is gone i've never done dating apps or dating sites huge brag <laughs> stick to the real world big, big humble brag yeah <laughs> just saying uh but i feel like dating apps and online dating are you're, there's a 70 to 75% chance you're getting catfished in one way or another doing it. So that's kind of a blind date in its own sense. So I, I also don't think I've ever met someone who's been on a blind date and ended up with the person on the blind date. I don't think I've ever met a couple in real life. I'm sure it exists. I'd like your blind date stories if you want to call in. 617-779-7937. I kind of had the best outcome where it was, hey, I got drinks with this guy. And I'm sorry, it, it was, was it was a friend of your sister yeah. or just like somebody, an acquaintance? So my sister, it was over the summer. My sister, a friend that she knew from college who was in D.C. for the summer. I was in D.C. And so set us up on a blind date because we thought it would be fun. Ended up getting drinks and then I don't think ever talked again. It was just like, that was fun. Nothing there. Arkan, you ever you ever done a blind date? I don't think so. I don't think I've ever been on a blind date. I, I did one and it was with a good, good buddy of mine and it was... You and your buddy went on a blind date? No, it was... Uh, I'm sorry. It was they a bu- became a good buddy. A buddy of mine, uh, <laughs> yes, became a very good buddy. Uh, no, he and his uh, girlfriend, now wife, uh, said, "Hey, we have a we have a, a good friend of of his wife uh, or his girlfriend at the time. We think you guys should go on a blind date." I'm like, "Okay," and you know, she was great. I was just I too much pressure on me. It's too much pressure being on a blind Did date. You, I don't. So it's only I don't a blind like, date if you go the two of you alone. 
Like if you go so with another a, this couple. This is like a blind double date. No, that's that was, a setup. And that was horrible. That's, that's, that's different. different. Okay. That's a setup. Well, that a was, blind date whatever has that to was, be. Whatever that was was horrible. That's a setup. Because I'm like, my friend is watching me try to <laughs> impress someone yes and i'm like that's too much pressure i don't want my i don't want my buddy to know how i no, operate no, no, no. i don't i don't want i don't want people seeing this so I, true... i'm ashamed i'm ashamed of how i date i'm ashamed of how i pursue the opposite sex i don't want anybody else to see it never mind somebody that i know and somebody they actually enjoy the co- i don't want them to and see you know, how they're I operate. getting on the tea after and they're like man jones fell flat yeah, on exactly I, I i know I, I know to this day i know him and his wife if my name ever comes up they must be like remember when we all went on that double date with her friend and how terrible Jones, how embarrassing he was and how much he fell flat on his face. Like, I guarantee they talk but about that. But that's not a blind date. Because like, it was embarrassing. A blind date has to be, I remember in this scenario, it was like, I'm going to be the one so wearing a double the blue date, not a blind shirt date. with got a it. headband. Got it, got it, got it. So I've and never... then you get you see each other and you go awkwardly go like, oh, it's you. So hey, I've never been on a true blind date let's either. Let's get though. drinks. I've just been on that. that I've, I guess I've been on a dub, that that's double a date. Uh, I've been on other double dates, but that's the first time it was a double date with somebody I had that's never met. That's a setup. A, a blind date a is you you have to go meet at a neutral location, spot each other, sit down, and have an awkward date. Which pre-social media had to have been very difficult. Yeah, well, this was like very early social media. Yeah, this was you, Facebook. Yeah. No, and I'm, again, saying, I'm saying like for generations before. Our parents and our parents' oh. parents. If you were going on a blind date, like how do you, how do you, you well, show up to the, the bar blind, and like you said, I'm wearing the red shirt. The Something blind like date that. is almost tuxedo always, with a cummerbund. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Almost always executed by someone who knows both of you, right? Yes. And so you're putting your trust in that person's hands that they're not setting you up with a total creep. I feel like if you were going to do a blind date today, it would almost have to be something that all parties buy into, where you're like, no googling. No social media, nothing like that, and then, you know, see how it goes. Like, Brady and Belichick, that was a blind date. They kind of flew into it. They didn't really know what they were getting into. Brady and Mac, that was a setup. Saban kind of set them up. Yes. Right? I agree completely. Thanks for bringing it back to sports. It's great when you have a man who can do that because the woman comes in and she takes over. She just kind of mucks everything up, right? And they're like, why is she talking about blind dates? Brady just retired again. God, I hate WEI. They're so woke. They hire women. Why is a woman in drive time? She's awful. Her voice sounds like nails on a chalkboard. I hate her. She's a 12 year old girl. You took the words right out of all of our mouths. So so when it comes to Scal, I just thought it was so rude of Scal to eat into your time. I thought that was so typical. Typical Scal actually called to apologize. Like, I man. didn't know Meg's planning was next. The yep. second time that Scal dunked on me. Typical man. <laughs> Walking all over you. Just thinks he owns the place. Uh, anyway. six, sets Meg's planning uh, each and every day at this time. I, I uh, Not to tell you what to do. Okay. I like the audience uh, The audience suggestion. I do, there. too. I so, thought that was a good question. You know, find me on Instagram. Don't send anything creepy. I don't know if Epstein killed himself. Thank ah. you for that question. That will not ah. be on Meg's planning. That's next week. We'll do that next week. Uh, so anyway, yeah, send more of those to uh, Megan. How can they get in touch? Uh, at Megan underscore Ottolini on Twitter and at Waffles 22 yeah. on Instagram. There you go. <laughs> Expect some weird stuff there. Uh, 617-779-7937. Let's get back to all our Tom Brady thoughts. And I, I see a lot of blind date phone calls out there. We can get to that coming up next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? 
Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.